When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The man that called the action on Saturday was Darren McCauley. He is a genius, and let's relive his call once again. Ripcord, ripcord, and now Munamek! Munamek has got there! Oliver's got the run! The racing gods have spoken! It's gold, gold, gold at Ascot! I said it on Friday and Saturday morning that part of the the theatre... For Damien Oliver's final day will be the voice of uh, the voice of WA Racing and Darren McCauley, and he didn't let us down. And old Cobb joins us on the line. What well unto you, Macat? Great call. What about that on Saturday? How would you describe it, mate? Oh, thanks, Gareth. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, everyone. It was just one of those extraordinary days of racing, quite frankly, and uh, fairly benign, I suppose, other than the Lane Williams tactical battle earlier on in the Starstruck. But I think it was Riley mentioned a couple of moments ago. All of a sudden, the flame was lit uh, when Divine Belief got the money and then it started to build with Magnificent Andy. And there was this extraordinary momentum shift in the crowd. They were, they were just exceptional by welcoming Damien back aboard Divine Belief initially. It was a standing ovation. And of course, as you well know, where I call it Ascot, the crowd are right underneath of your feet. So you do feel a lot of energy and I guess... Um, you know, the appreciation for riders when they come back in, it really does echo up through the commentary box. And uh, that, I thought, was exceptional in itself, given the fact that they started to roar and cheer at the 600-metre mark when they first knew that Damien had a sniff of a winner. And then that continued with Magnificent Andy under that big weight in that second leg. And by the time we've got to the gold rush, you could almost feel as though they were going to be riding with Damien in the crowd. And it mattered nil what might have been else in the race, even if they'd backed a horse. There were always going to be one eye on what they backed and one eye on where Damien and Munamek were going to be. And that's probably how I adopted my approach to calling the race because there would have been every person in the land, um, yeah. even if they hadn't backed D. Oliver, and hopefully they didn't, they might have kept their ticket. Uh, the... Uh, the horse was back in the field. You knew you had to stay with him just in case and then let the race unfold. It was just pure, magical racing theatre. Yeah, and can you describe, so what's going through your mind before a race like the Damien Oliver Gold Rush, calling Ollie for the final time, our greatest jockey? Yeah, well, funnily enough, I hadn't given it too much thought until Saturday morning. Uh, Barry Quick, a good friend of mine, as you know, and, of course, one of the... Uh, I guess, uh, brains behind the uh, concept of SEN mm. some time ago, getting it established, uh, gave me a call and we were having a chat and he said, do you have anything in mind if Damien should win? And quite frankly, uh, as much as one should know that anything is possible on a racetrack and anything's even more possible when Damien's involved, I didn't think Mutamek could win the race. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought of a line that might do if he'd run second, third, fourth, or wherever he may have finished back in the field. What was that uh, line, Cobb? 
Oh, that would have been something along the lines of no goal for Ollie, but thanks for the golden memories. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So that would have been a nice little way. And then it just changed so quickly. He went from, uh, you know, um, chocolates or boiled lollies to chocolates in a very, very short space of time. Just when I thought Ripcord and most uh, thought that Ripcord was going to win the race with about 100 to go, you could see the confidence of Clint Johnston Porter. And even... In those final dying stages, Johnston Porter thought he had the race within his keeping. Ollie had worked his way through gaps, which just continued to widen just enough for Bunimek to put his head through and take advantage. And Simon Merritt has captured a photo, which is absolute pure gold, of Johnston Porter almost standing up, trying to raise his arm to the air as a salute victory, and then look across... And you can almost imagine the colour leaving his face mm. as he does, as he sees Oliver sneak up on his inside with Munamek what did, and claim victory. Yeah, what did Ollie say to you after the race? Uh, yeah, well, I saw Damien as he came into the director's lounge. Uh, there was a strong cordon of fans and friends and uh, family, uh, TV crews there, uh, waiting for his arrival uh, to a standing ovation. And I was standing with Elliot, Yo and Corey Yo, um, just to the left, and Damien made a bit of a line towards us uh, with his wife Trish standing in our group. And he looked at me first of all, and he said, "I think you missed me." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I didn't quite, but you didn't make it easy." <laughs> <laughs> he, he would have loved that, Ollie, just to challenge you for one last yeah, time, Cobb. Yeah, he did. He said he, he put us to the test, but it was just one of those incredible finishes to a race and. I think whatever happens in those circumstances, what you're seeing is what you're saying. Yeah. And it just came out. And I think the, the gold, gold, gold reference, I know it might be a little bit of a um, an old Norman May line from back in the 1970s, but it was more in reference to the fact that he'd won the last three races going into the gold rush. Yeah. And it was just the, the third leg of the trifecta, wasn't it? You know, the gold, gold, gold. And, and what Do Oliver did, uh, Oliver does, as only legends do. Yeah. So um, it was an exceptional conclusion to a truly remarkable career. Now, Cobb, you've called um, 87 winner bottoms, 102 railways, <laughs> and <laughs> you've done it all, and you've called 48 northerlies. Um, but where would you rate that day on Saturday in your time covering races and being at the races there in, at Ascot? Mm. Well, well, the only other race that I can really say that um, replicated that day was back in 1982. And that was when Kingston Town came to Perth with Tommy Smith and Mal Johnston. And they lined up in the Western Mail Classic. That race now, of course, uh, being known as the Northerly, they named it the Kingston Town for so long. And the day that the King arrived, the crowd arrived. And there was standing room only. There would have been, I guess, guess, you know, 40,000 people in the house at Ascot there that day. So uh, I was not calling. I was in the mounting enclosure doing all the interviews at that particular stage. And remember looking back up to the stands as the King came back into the yard and Malcolm just waving to them, as Ollie would have done on Munamek there on the weekend, and the crowd all standing as one uh, and, and applauding the, the crescendo of the, the noise was just deafening on that occasion. Um, so that, to me, was always going to be the barometer. Um, when Takeover Target, the Patchy Cat, had their great stoush in 08 in that winter bottom, 
again, similar scenes. Very, very similar. Um, an appreciative crowd on their feet, standing ovation, every level of the grandstand and every other point in between to the outside rail. So there again, the, the great thrill and the excitement and certainly um, the theatre of the mounting yard there that day, it was chaos. There have been other races which have drawn, you know, a lot of, I guess, emotion, uh, appreciation and... Uh, you know, overall, the crowd have got right behind it there and they've made it a special event. There was 8,500 people there on Saturday. It sounded like a crowd of about 50,000. Yeah. And they just continued and they continued at every moment. Ollie provided the additional theatre after the remarkable, the freakish, the Oliver-esque ride to get home in that last final chapter and then to bring it back into the yard and do the flying star jump, well, that just sent them right off completely. So I think, you know, in terms of, of what I've seen in 43-odd years of, of broadcasting and well over 30 at Ascot, um, that probably has just about eclipsed them all. Well, there you go. And that's, it was a day yeah. that I'll never, ever forget. I, I even kept the race book from the day, to be truthful, and I don't normally do that. I normally discard them into the rubbish bin after the day's over, but I've brought it home and it can sit on my desk for a while and I'll do something with it because it meant so, so much yeah. uh, to everyone who was there witnessing on that day. My dear brother came along, not a particular uh, race goer, but thought he'd come out and just sit in the grandstand and he said, it's the best thing I've done. Uh, he said to sit there and just look at people and their, their reaction and their emotions. He said, it's just bizarre, men crying, women crying, uh, mm. you know, Mum, mum's throwing their kids into the air and catching them. You know, it, it was just, I guess, a, a depiction of old days of pure excitement. You know, when uh, everyone was unbridled. Sensational stuff, Macca. We're lucky that you were behind the binoculars for such a special moment. Well done, mate. Enjoy a bit of a rest, and um, we appreciate um, we appreciate your genius, cop. You're a sensation. And uh, it was a great privilege, Gareth. I must say, it was yep. a privilege to sit there and do what we do, and you hopefully get it right. And and um, look, you know, it, it's going to be played a lot. I know that race, um, but gee, it was just an extraordinary thrill for me personally to call that last race with D. Oliver doing what he did. Remarkable. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks,